thank you very much for your company once again. Uh, look, we chat with a lot of different people and uh, people to get in and support different parts of the community. Women are very, very important when it comes to our community and the empowerment. And we have somebody that is getting right behind them. Her name is Samantha Moyer. She's on the line. Samantha, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, no dramas. Now, first thing I'm going to do is dob Daryl Nicholson in because he's lined up this interview. You're also on the line. Daryl, how are you going? Oh, mate, happy and joyful, Andrew. Uh, really good and um, really looking forward to having a chat with Sam about what she does as Sam the Warrior Woman. So, um, yeah, let's, let's get into it, mate. Um, Sam, welcome along. How are you? I'm great, Daryl. So great to chat with you. Oh, good. Yeah, we've um, caught up just recently outside Millen Bay Pool and up at Rumours International, and we've had a time to spend together. But tell us a bit. You're the what you've built Warrior Women Tribe. You're passionate about women expressing them true selves. And there's a few other things I want to talk about along the way. But talk about how you came about where you are at the moment and what you're doing. Well, look, Daryl, I have always been really, really passionate about women, even just on the individual level. You know, we've all got sisters and best friends, and Mm-hmm. And um, and really coming just from myself, so I I really noticed just how powerful it is to have a strong network of of supportive, driven um, cheerleaders around you, and how and how amazing that is, and how successful you can be in your life when you really do move away from all the things that kind of keep you stuck in and in that headspace of like berating yourself and, and being isolated with your own thoughts and and with your own feelings and just how much that can free you up when you've got like a strong tribe of women around you. And yeah, I created it basically because it was what I felt I needed in the world. And if I need it, there's other women out there who are really searching for it as well. That's yeah. brilliant. And and Andrew, um, throw in any time you like, mate. Sam and I, I, I've been following her for a long, long time and I got on the bus ride of a lifetime with um, Kim Stokes. We went down to Help Enterprises in yes. Brisbane and that's where I met Sam and I was actually their cameraman for a live stream and Sam's also passionate about uh, disability as well. But um, And just you throw in any questions you've got and see where you want to go with Yeah, Samantha, for your group, the tribe that you brought together, what are some of the main things you've got out of it? Because quite often when you give to these things, it's it's amazing some of those uh, things that you don't really expect to come back out of such a venture. Um, I've got – I've really been humbled and honoured to be able to be surrounded by so many diverse women and just that within itself of being able to hold a space and be part of a space that allows – women to just authentically speak without the fear of judgment. I, I, I hold a lot of um, strength in that group for um, the women not projecting their own their own issues and just allowing women to talk about where they're at so they can hold opinions and um, they can really uh, use that space to vent or to rant or to share <laughs> or to celebrate. But mm. it's, it's a space that has really allowed them to be themselves without that you know the attacks or the or the um, the, the just the detriment to their own expression. So it's been it's been really amazing. I get a lot out of that being able to really hear women. Like I, I feel like empathy is a strength that needs to be uh, where everyone should be leaning into that a lot more. And being able to hear so many different women and their stories and and the the reason why they're passionate about certain things and. You know, being able to really boil it down to those basics and go, 
we're all just trying to live our best lives. We're all just trying to do what's best for our families. We all make our own individual choices and we can support each other um, for those individual choices and still be really strong in our own and, and supportive of each other without it being a place for competition. So it's been really great to really see how supportive women are and we've tackled and talked about some really big topics from vaccination to, you know, motherhood and all the different choices that we've made along the way. And we, when Facebook used to still have the live um, interview option, we would be sitting there talking about some quite deep uh, topics that most people on the internet will try and stay away from and the, the the understanding from everybody and being able to hear you know different opinions from each other and still respect and support each other is really just reiterated to me just how amazing women can be when they're all just really willing to hear each other and really be there for each other through through all the different things that we're going through in our lives. Samantha, how many people have you got or women have you got involved in your group? Um, I've got about 730 women. Wow. Um, the majority of those are coming out of the Toowoomba Darling Down space, but they are, um, for the people that I've met along the way, there's some from Brisbane and Melbourne and Perth and Sydney. I've got a few from overseas um, that I know. But, yeah, the majority are coming out from um, the Toowoomba Darling Downs region. So, you know, they're, they're all in different walks of life but all are kind of coming together to and really having those different other. walks of life and them coming together what are some of the things as a group that you've you've accomplished that maybe affect the community um i think even just having the title of warrior woman and yeah. where that sits with the mm-hmm. women it gives them that fire and that fierceness to to because they're supported, whether it's silently or just in the online space, they're able to really use that kind of quote-unquote stereotype to really lean in and step into going after the things like what they want, putting their best foot forward, yeah. being more confident, kind of really, really being the warrior woman in their own life, not kind of hanging back on the sidelines and really putting themselves um, first. So being able to see the, the, the growth and the constant um, expansion in how they view themselves and how they, you know, the more they're accepting themselves and accepting the group, the more they're actually going after what they want. So we're seeing like residually like women starting their own businesses, women um, being able to s- just speak about where they're at more and really talking about their own mental health struggles or anxiety or um, the pressures that they feel or things that have been going on. They're really able to step in and use that, you know, title of warrior woman to armour themselves with the confidence to kind of step forward and speak their truth and feel like they've got a whole tribe of women behind them. So it just gives them that support, whether it's in person or online, to really go after the things that they want and going after it with that fierce and confident attitude as well. And you mentioned that, like, you've had some robust conversations where mm-hmm. it may be about vaccination or um, any other sort of issues. As a group, do you generally find that uh, in time and you have that conversation, the group kind of lands on a position or a place where everybody subscribes to that? Um, I think they definitely all have their own opinion. They definitely, yeah. and that's totally fine. Like that's that's the whole thing of that acceptance is that when we can hear other people's opinion within that group and still support them and high-five them for um, coming up and, and, and speaking about it, um, it's 
yeah, th- those conversations have been really enlightening to me to see what it's like when you have women who are really feeling strong in themselves that other people may land, but there's not a huge divide because it's more about um, they're connecting with the woman who's sharing the story or yeah. sharing their opinion. And because they're open, they're not feeling defensive about being right or wrong. They're just open to sharing what they believe and what they've seen and where they land on something. Then the other women don't feel the need to kind of go in there and be combative or looking for conflict because then they can put forward their stuff. And that's ultimately how people learn is other people being able to share their points of view and experience without it going to that place of, um, it being like who wins the argument. It's more about we're all contributing to the conversation. Yeah, because that's fascinating. It sounds like you would have conversations that are so broad and diverse. Like you mentioned vaccination. Yep. That would be a fascinating uh, yep. conversation for, you know, women that are living and breathing it, that have had different experiences. Yeah. And then it sounds like you could be having almost within the same uh, conversation, talking about launching a business as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd mm-hmm. like to explore some of those. So, like, for the vaccination one, how did that go? So, I just kind of put a post out while I was in that group going, <laughs> look, I want to talk about I want to talk about this and it's more yeah. to prove to everyone that um, we can talk about these topics without it being a, you know, complete derailment of, of the sisterhood itself. Yep. So, I had a nurse who um, who came in and kind of spoke from her experience and the things that she's seen and, and gone through on kind of the, the grassroots level in her work and seeing the effects that um, vaccination and non-vaccination has, has had wow. on children. And then we had someone else who kind of came in on the opposing side and, and um, you know, who was talking about her choice as to why she hasn't vaccinated her children. Yep. And... Um, I interviewed them separately, but you wouldn't have known where I sat in the middle of the conversation, which was yep. really good. So they were just really open to sharing. And obviously you have to put your your kind of disclaimer on there going, this is not a space for for yep. arguments or, yeah. you know, justifying your own life choices. This is just listening to how people get to where they get to. And to they all informed. really shared. Yeah. And they, they it was beautiful because they – then, because we had them two days uh, a day apart, everyone kind of went and sat with it for a little bit. And, and because there was a person speaking about it, yeah. they weren't vilifying the idea of either for or against. They were listening to the person and their experience. And because they were leading with empathy and understanding, they found it a lot easier to hear the information <laughs> rather than just attacking the idea. So they really got to sit there and have these really informed conversations and and kind of educating themselves, even if it was just understanding how the opposing side to their opinion came to that point, they were able to really put a face to the story rather than it just being a opinion just thrown out there without, you know, in in that cold. Yeah, and for you observing this, uh, what was your sense? Where do you think the group got to um, having heard both sides of, of the argument and then forming some sort of a view on it? Yeah, they they really they were really amazing because people that probably were too the, one of the biggest takeaways that <laughs> I took from it was um, people were engaging in the conversation like they were actually talking mm-hmm. to each other. Um, mm-hmm. Where the biggest thing was, oh, this is a big topic, Sam. I don't know if you want to touch this. I, I don't <laughs> want to respond because I feel like I'm going to be attacked. Yeah. Or this is just not what we do, and I, and and. That was the biggest thing. People were having a conversation about something that they have 
kind of seen publicly that you just don't talk about and able to actually sit and hear each other. So the takeaway was, you know, for me in in watching that and where they sat and how they got to there was just watching people being able to communicate mm. freely, just freely yeah. without without the fear of offending each other because they, they sat so strongly in where they were but they were so supportive of each other that they couldn't, they couldn't go to that place of attacking them because these people were then engaging in conversations after the fact with each other on a personal level or online with, amongst themselves and asking, like, how did you get to that? Why did you think that? Where that? Can you share that information on how you got to that point? But they were both sharing it back and forth and it was them being able to engage in that conversation fully with each other without feeling the need to double down on their point under feeling under attack to prove who was, you know, good, bad, right or wrong. So it was really amazing. When it comes to business, you know, are there enough women in business? Um, I think there's enough women in business who want to be in business, right? Like I think that's the whole thing about choice is that um, we're, we're in a really lucky and amazing time that women have the opportunity to go and create businesses if they so choose. Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. no pressure for them to do it either way. So they can be fully supported in creating businesses but if that's not what they because i think it's kind of gone down a road at the moment where entrepreneurship is the new buzz thing it's like the new trend and a lot of women have gone into that doing their own kind of business and working to that standard but it's not working for them so i'm kind of like well you make a really really interesting point i'd love you to chat to it <laughs> daryl i can hear you you've got a couple of questions there but if i can just just find uh, out about yeah, this go. just uh, just quickly you mentioned entrepreneurship and quite often just just by the sound of it it, it sounds mm-hmm. quite isolated it's a single person going and taking the world on creating businesses mm-hmm. uh, are you essentially saying that with tribe you can go step out become a business person, maybe in the sense of being an entrepreneur without Mm -hmm. the connotations of doing that by yourself. You've got the tribe that's behind you. Absolutely. And and with you, not only just for entrepreneurship, but everything that that, that entails. If you're, if you're following your passion and you've created a business around what you love doing and you're really, you're really in that, it is definitely isolating. So having that tribe of women who are supporting you because there's always going to be an issue of balance for every person, whether they have their own business or they're working, they're still going to be balancing out relationships, their own time, time with their children, time with their friends. Yeah. So they're still going to be constantly battling that 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 bliss point of trying to find the balance of of being isolated to kind of concentrate and focus and be about their own mission, but also connecting up with the communities around them to really share what they're about and contributing that way too. So it's when you have people behind you who aren't telling you what you should or shouldn't do and just allowing you to do as you feel and, and do it the way that you feel so, like drawn to do it in your how, whatever context that is, when you've got people just supporting you for doing and living your best life, then the isolation doesn't have to be a problem and also just the, the, the segregation from those points in their lives as well, like you're able to, to really lean in on each other and find the mother's groups if you're, you're a woman with children who's got your own business mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, and to, to go and spend time with them, but also making friends 
or, you know, enhancing business relationships. Like there's a support for you if you're open to it and also um, like kind of willing to support other women within that as well. You kind of really get back what you put in, not only to your community but with your tribes as well. The more support you want is the more support you should be giving. That's right, Andrew, and we've talked, you know, about technology and that sort of stuff now. And the reason why I wanted to get Sam, if I can go back, and we always go back to your mother. My mother Mm -hmm. was born in in Ireland in 1928. She emigrated with the Australian ambassador in 1956, came to Canberra. She was was lonely. She met Dad, and they got married in 1964. She became virtually, she was an immigrant from Dublin. She became, over time, uh, I guess, a... Uh, a widow based on the army because dad went to Vietnam. Then he got came back, he went to Lawn Bowls and he was tied up with the Sergeant Smith. And yeah. she spent a lot of time lonely at home and she didn't have mm. these sort of resources. And she was dictated to by my father at times. You know, she had no driver's mm. license. She had no independence. And, you know, and every time I do these podcasts, I'm getting goosebumps again and getting a bit teary. But I, I just wish this sort of stuff was around for mum at this time. And I'm, I'm urging anyone who might be an immigrant to Australia who's lonely, who's you know, maybe in a marriage that is sort of not holding together and, you know, they're a bit lost to, to jump on with Sam and and, and, mm. and just find some, you know, express yourself. And, you know, and there's other organisations, and Sam might mind you mentioning this Proteus Place and, of course, homelessness for women now. I mean, women over 50 have got more chance of being homeless than anyone at the moment, and that's really sad. And I just think Sam's, a, you know, is the warrior woman, and I love it a bit. Yeah, Sam, uh, Daryl just mentioned homelessness and women and we have done a podcast interview uh, just a couple of months ago where that's what came out of it is that the biggest mm. sector at risk is actually women that are over that 40, 50 mark uh, becoming mm. homeless. What, what's your organisation doing in relation to that? Is that a subject that you've looked at yet? Um, I haven't partic- like on from my from my end in, in the organisation because I do work with um, women with who have experienced like domestic violence as yeah. well, but mm. um, I haven't looked at the. I mean, I'm one hundred percent of any which way that I can support um, <clears throat> women, and whether that's in disability, mm-hmm. homelessness, um, addiction, any any which way that supports women in being able to feel happy, safe, and free. Um, and healthy, I'm all for it. Um, I'm definitely in support for the places like Protea Place out here in Toowoomba. And um, yep. it's definitely something like with domestic violence, the statistics, um, you know, for homelessness skyrocket yeah. when they're entangled with um, domestic or family violence. So being able to, for anybody, because look, homelessness is not one of those things that it, that it has this formula. It doesn't discriminate, but it also can happen to anyone. Like you just need mm-hmm. a downturn. You just need to be out of a job for a little while. It's something that can and has happened to so many people with no mm-hmm. fault of their own, just circumstantial. So it's one of those things that even though, even though we like to think that we're safe and, and it's definitely something that can and has affected people just by – Different different situations playing out outside of their control that has landed them that, in that position. They're not they're not opting opting in to have that. So it's kind of really again like leaning in with that empathy and going, you know, you may not be able to um, support up front and centre, but you know, if you've got spare toiletries, go and just donate them. Like thinking that 
that this is not just their problem or a problem that the the government or the council needs to fix. Like this is all of our problem um, when any on anything in a community level because we all could be subject to hard times in our life. We could all be subject to issues that play out that are outside of our control that we are directly affected by. Yep. And the more that yep. and like I said earlier, the more support we give. Um, is the more support that we receive back. And if we have a community of women and people generally that are feeling supported and that are being locally supported, um, the, the more they're going to be willing to talk as well mm-hmm. from their experience so that we can actually find solutions. If everyone is in isolation in these individual problems, we're going to have less experience and understanding of how these problems are created and solved yeah. at the same time. Yeah, Samantha, you talked about finding um, solutions. You've also talked about domestic violence. Has there been a conversation within the group as to how, as a society, we've found ourselves in a situation where the statistics around domestic violence are just horrific? They're disgusting. They're a real concern. They don't show any signs at this stage of turning around, albeit there's a lot of conversations being had. There's a lot of organisations and and uh, people, individuals, and and groups of people that are that are talking about it and and doing some practical things like putting um, you know uh, places of refuge in place and whatever else. Has there been a, just a, a an open and frank conversation in your group as to um, domestic violence, what it looks like, and how it can be fixed? Um, I think we definitely talk about it because I've done so much work um, for women um, in domestic violence and, you know, kind of always being that cheerleader and supporter for women. These situations do come up more than they don't. Um, Most women that I've spoken to have been in or have seen or experienced in their life um, abusive behaviour, whether Mm. it is financial, emotional, sexual, verbal um, they have been in contact or have experienced something in whether in, in their upbringing or in their relationships that they, they're currently in. Um, so there's definitely not a one-size-fits-all solution. However, um, going forward, like all we can do is like at, for me, the solution at its very, very basic form, and obviously there's a whole web of different issues like addiction, you know, um, being exposed to it as a child, um, low, you know, low self-esteem on on both sides. The the inability to um, make choices due to financial um, uh, inability to kind of reach financial resources, um, having the support around them, being kind of limited, you know, being educated of what's available to them, being educated of what is a good healthy relationship. There's so many different variables in how people end up. And again, it's something else that doesn't discriminate. The CEO can be going through domestic violence, the same as somebody who um, is experiencing homelessness. It does not discriminate. Um, And it's definitely not a one-size-fits-all. But for me, at its absolute basic message for me is speak to people and be willing to listen. At its very because as soon as people feel that that um, that safe space to be able to speak about something that doesn't feel right to them intuitively, every woman is born with this amazing ability to to intuitively understand what's going on around them and um, really feel when you know they're not safe and they and they know that. But if they feel judged on 
on talking about that, if we're holding judgment on this level of perfectionism, because like I said, there's so many different variables, but if we're looking at social media of having this perfectionist life and um, everything being amazing and rosy and shiny, and then your life isn't reflecting what you're seeing back or this expectation of what the, the likelihood of people to share that maybe the marriage that they're in is not working for them anymore. Maybe maybe the relationship that they're in isn't reflecting back where that they instantly are going to internalize that to think that they're failing. And when somebody fails, we have so many stereotypes and so many um, we vilify, you know, people, and we we have this kind of social media culture where it's go go go. Everyone has to succeed, succeed, succeed. As soon as they get to that point where they're feeling like they're failing at something they've already halved their, you know, thought process around reaching out to someone saying, I'm not doing well. I'm not doing this perfectly. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have this beautiful um, structured life that everyone else has. It must be me. And if they're not talking about it and there's no one they're willing to listen, like I've said earlier, there's, there's no way to actually finding solution because as soon as somebody can speak about the problem, then you can get the ball rolling on the on the how it happened, what we need to do to fix it, what we can do to support. But it, no one can help you or anyone else around you until you speak about it. But also no one is going to speak to you if you're not willing to listen without even needing to swoop in straight away to fix the problem. Just being able to hold space for anyone who is in your community, no matter what's going on, and actually sitting down and just allowing them time to get that problem that's circulating within them outside of themselves, they tend to be able to hear it and understand it better but we have to, at its most basic level, be able to hold and have those conversations. And the more we're kind of leaning into social media and the more that we're leaning into being more isolated or, you know, being too busy or filling our lives with things that, you know, we deem super important, but we're moving away from community connection and empathy, the the harder it's going to be to actually be able to have those conversations. So, yeah, for, for me, the basic at its very basic level, yeah. everyone needs to actually be able to sit and listen to somebody and being able to be courageous enough to speak about it. And we all have yep. to, to practice that and lead by example for the people that yep. are stronger. We need to show each other that it's okay to be open and honest about where we are because it allows other people to, you know, by that leading by example, it allows other people to reach out when they're going through their stuff as well. Yeah, Samantha, for somebody that may or may not be experiencing domestic violence, for somebody um, that may or may not be wanting to start a business, for somebody that uh, may or may not be, um, you know, considering they may they may or may not be a, a young mum wanting to understand vaccination a bit more, uh, for somebody that may or may not want to, uh, you know, draw from other people's experiences or maybe they're a CEO of a company and they want to share their experiences, how do they find out more about your organisation? Okay, so they can find me um, across the major social media platforms. So they can go over to Facebook and find my Facebook page, just Samantha Moya, and you can find it in there or head over to Instagram, um, that's Samantha Moya underscore um, and find me there or just simply go over to samanthamoya.com and all the social links are listed in there. Um, and if you follow me, you'll see all the um, supporting links to be able to enter you into that tr- uh, into that. Um, 
Facebook group with the 730 women to be able to um, connect with everyone, just PM me, like just send me an email or send me a, a private message or a direct message on social media. I'm always up for listening to people. I'm always up to being able to redirect you to the people if you, if, if for any which reason needing some help or su- some support, just reach out. I want to have that kind of open door policy online of just come and find me and chat about it. And if I can't help you, I'll may know someone that can and just getting in there and just really getting back to that you know, basic conversation again. So if anyone is going through anything like that, whether it's just in their personal life or they are going through domestic violence or they are wanting to start a business or they're just wanting to connect with them, just reach out to me and I will help you in whichever form that I can. Yeah, Daryl, anything else you want to explore? No, mate, look, um, I've talked to Samantha about this yeah. previously. She said, I could do an hour-long podcast. I could do a two-hour-long podcast. <laughs> you sound but, like um, you're setting I a challenge here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> challenge accepted. Think, yeah. uh, and as I said to Andrew, I think um, it would be interesting for Jody to maybe touch base with Sam sometime and, and explore more uh, woman to woman. I don't know. We'll leave that up to yeah, Jody yeah. to discuss that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and okay. so you're ac- across the country, uh, Samantha. What about for those, maybe we might have some New Zealand people listening to this here mm-hmm. open to around the world? Oh, definitely. I definitely, you would be. Because <laughs> I'm always, I'm, I'm up for supporting women just being themselves, mm-hmm. just totally yep. cheering them on for making wow. whatever choice it is for themselves. Yep, good stuff. Samantha Moya, thank you very much for your time with our listeners. Thank you for having me, guys. It was such a great morning to have a chat with you.